After Sarah's death, Abraham wanted their son Isaac to have a covenant marriage with a daughter of God who would help him just as Sarah had blessed his own life. God promised Isaac the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant and that all the families of the earth would be blessed through his posterity. The Lord told Abraham that Isaac should marry a woman from the land of his kindred in Mesopotamia and not a Canaanite pagan or idol worshiper. He asked his most trusted servant, Eliezer, to make the 500-mile journey to find a wife for Isaac so he could marry her within the covenant. Eliezer was concerned that if he found her, she might not want to come back with them, and that he might need to take Isaac with them. But Abraham told him to go and trust in the Lord. He and some servants traveled with ten camels to the city of Nahor, being led by the Spirit. He made the camels kneel by a well outside of the city in the evening when women go there to draw water and ask God to show kindness to him. He prayed that when the woman appointed for Isaac came by, he would ask her to let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she would say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Before he'd even finished his prayer, a beautiful woman named Rebekah came to the well with a pitcher on her shoulder. Eliezer ran to her and asked for a drink, and she let down her pitcher and gave him one. She then said she would draw water for the ten camels to drink until they were finished. It would have been quite a chore to bring enough water for ten thirsty camels, who could each drink over twenty gallons. She hurried and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran to draw water for them. Eliezer watched and wondered at Rebekah's service, and if his trip to find the right woman for Isaac to marry had been successful. This remarkable woman repeatedly filled her jar over 100 times and dumped 200 to 300 gallons of water into the trough for the camels to finish drinking. Eliezer gave her some gold jewelry, asked whose daughter she was, and if there was room in her father's house for them to stay. When he learned that she was the granddaughter of Abraham's brother Nahor and was of the lineage he was searching for, he bowed his head in prayer and thanked the Lord for leading him to this faithful woman. Rebekah ran to her mother's house and told them what had happened. Her brother Laban then ran to the well and invited Eliezer, the other servants, and the ten camels to stay with them. They went there and had their feet washed and camels taken care of. Meat was put in front of Eliezer, but he would not eat until he told them of his errand, that Abraham had asked him to find a wife for his son Isaac among his relatives, and the Lord had led him to Rebekah. Her father Bethuel and brother Laban told Eliezer that this was from the Lord, and he should take her, go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. Eliezer then bowed himself to the earth and thanked the Lord for leading him to Rebekah. He gave the family gifts of gold and silver, and everyone had dinner and went to bed. Eliezer got up the next morning and wanted to take Rebekah to Canaan, but her mother and brother asked if she could stay at least ten more days. Eliezer said that since the Lord had prospered his trip, they should not wait to go back. Her mother and brother asked Rebekah if she would go with this man, and she said, I will go. This faithful woman was willing to follow the Lord and leave her home with this stranger, to marry a stranger, and go to a promised land like Abraham had done. Rebekah and her nurse then went with them to Canaan. Isaac was meditating in a field one evening when he saw the camels returning. Rebekah saw him and asked Eliezer who he was. When he told her this was Isaac, she covered herself with a veil, showing respect for this man she hadn't met yet. 
Eliezer told Isaac what had happened, and he brought Rebekah into his mother's tent. They were married, and he loved her. Abraham married a woman named Keturah, and they had six sons. She was a concubine, which is a woman who was legally married to a man but had a lower social status than a wife. Abraham died at the good old age of 175 years old and was buried next to his wife Sarah. Verse 8 says that he was gathered to his people, referring to their understanding of a life after this one in the world of spirits before the resurrection. As the birthright son, Abraham gave Isaac all that he had. A son who held the birthright inherited a double portion of his father's lands and possessions to give him the resources needed to take care of the family, and he was given the father's position as their spiritual leader. Isaac's birthright also included all the blessings and responsibilities of the Abrahamic covenant. He was 40 years old when he married Rebekah. She was barren, and he entreated and prayed to the Lord for her, and 20 years later she finally conceived twins. The babies struggled together, and Rebekah prayed about them. The Lord told her, Two nations are in thy womb. The one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. When they were born, the first baby delivered was red with lots of hair, and they called him Esau. The other baby was delivered holding on to Esau's heels and was called Jacob. They grew up, and Esau became a cunning hunter and a man of the field, while Jacob was a plain man, meaning whole, complete, or perfect, who dwelt in tents. Isaac loved Esau because of the venison meat he brought him, but Rebekah loved Jacob. One day Jacob made pottage, which meant he was cooking something in a pot, when Esau, who was called Edom, meaning red, came to him and said, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Jacob asked, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? Jacob told him to swear he would do this, and Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a pot full of lentil beans and bread, putting his hunger over the rights of the covenant and things of the world over spiritual things. The Lord blessed Isaac, and he grew very rich with many flocks, herds, and servants. The Philistines envied him and filled his wells with earth. The king told him to leave because he was so much mightier than them, and Isaac pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar. He dug more wells and was asked to leave several times. He went to Beersheba and was visited by the Lord, who told him, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Isaac built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord. When Esau was forty years old, he married two Hittite women, which was a grief of mine to Isaac and Rebekah, because he married outside of the covenant and now could not pass on its sacred blessings and responsibilities through these unbelieving wives. As Isaac grew older, he could not see very well. He asked for his oldest son Esau to bring him some of the savory venison meat that he loved, and before he died, his soul would bless him. Rebekah heard what Isaac had told Esau, and while he was hunting, she told Jacob to kill two goats, and she would make the meat for him to take to Isaac. Because his brother Esau was a hairy man, Jacob knew that he could not fool his father, and did not want to be cursed by deceiving him. But his mother told him to put goat skins on his hands and neck, and take the meat to Isaac. When Isaac asked who it was, Jacob said, I am Esau, thy firstborn. Isaac felt the hair on the goatskins and believed this was Esau. He ate the meat and blessed Jacob, 
who left just before Esau returned with his meat. Isaac asked who he was and then realized he had given the birthright blessing to Jacob instead of Esau. Esau was very bitter that Isaac had deceived their father and he cried for his own blessing. But Isaac said that he had made Jacob a lord over Esau and his posterity. He did bless Esau with the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. The Lord intended that the birthright blessing would be given to Jacob, whose name means supplanter or one who takes the place of another. If Isaac wanted to, he could have revoked the blessing he'd given to Jacob, cursed him, and given it back to Esau. But Isaac said that Jacob shall be blessed and knew this was the Lord's will. We really don't know all the reasons why Rebekah and Jacob did these things to obtain his blessing. In many ways, the Old Testament we now have is incomplete and missing details from the original records that could better explain things. But we do know that it was God's will for Jacob to receive the blessing. Now that Esau had lost the birthright blessing, he hated and wanted to kill Jacob. Rebekah warned Jacob and told him to go to Haran and spend a few days with her brother until Esau cooled down. Then she would let him know when it was safe to return. Heavenly Father knows the things of this world can distract us from the eternal blessings He wants to give us, just as Esau traded his birthright for something that was of far less value. Satan tries to convince us to exchange God's blessings for worldly things of lesser value, but we can overcome his temptations and distractions if we focus on the Savior, follow the promptings of the Holy Ghost, and keep our covenants. And this is Genesis chapters 24 through 27 in the Old Testament. Look for hidden images located throughout the video. You can download a coloring page and activity puzzles for each section on Etsy at PonderFun. Visit our new PonderFun.com website and Facebook page to find more fun things to do. And you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFun YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.